Am I falling short of the grace of God? This is a very important question that we need to ask ourselves. And this is not my own statement. This is a statement that is seen in the Bible in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15. It says, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up and cause trouble and defile many. You know, this statement really troubled me a lot because, you know, it says here, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. What does this mean? What does it mean when it says falling short of the grace of God? You know, this clearly indicates that the grace of God expects something from us. You know, if there are no expectations out of something, you will never fall short of it. You know, if nothing is expected out of you, you can never fall short of anything. So when it says that the grace of God has been given in our lives, and then you read the scripture, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, that means the grace of God is expecting something out of you. Let us uh, prove all these points through scripture. As I've mentioned repeatedly, the answer to any question lies in the scripture. So let us go to Luke chapter 12, verse 48. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. As we all know, this is a scripture from the New Testament and thus applicable to the church of today. And it says from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. Now, what is this much that we have been given? You know, we have been given much grace. The New Testament church lives on grace, the grace of God. And he says here from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. And the word that is being used here is demanded. You know, it's not that God is going to be standing beside you and asking you, so what have you done out of this grace? You know, he's not going to be asking it like a request. It's going to be a demand. He has entrusted his grace upon us. What have we done using that grace? Uh, Merriam-Webster's dictionary describes grace as divine power or strength given to man to lead a sanctified holy life. The church of today really brags about the grace of God. But we forget one very important truth. Because we have been given much grace, God will demand much more out of us. Much more will be asked of us. Grace expects something out of us. These are verses that nobody likes to study today. You will seldom hear anyone teaching about this. We live in the hyper-grace era where the focus is all on the grace of God and nothing about what grace expects out of us. So let me quickly just read that verse back for you. 
Hebrews chapter 12 verse 15. It says, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. Now, there are a few more scriptures that support what I'm trying to share. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 6, 1. It says, as God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Do you know that it's only when you receive something, can you receive it in vain? So this verse was not written to the unbelievers. It was written to believers. As the verse suggests, it's written to God's co-workers, not unbelievers. And Paul is telling the believers, I'm urging you not to receive God's grace in vain. You know, we live in a time and age where we all are enjoying the grace of God. But in many of our lives, that grace is in vain because there is no change in our lives. There is no fruit that God is seeking in our lives. You know, it's God's grace, his divine power that gives us the strength to do these things so that God the Father will be glorified and that we'll prove to be Jesus' disciples. But we are you know, calling ourselves believers full of the grace of God, but we have no change in our life. We continue speaking like the world. We continue acting like the world. We are totally addicted to the desires of the world. We believers have addictions uh, like the unbelievers have, but we all like to say, I'm under God's grace. I'm born again. But actually, we have received God's grace in vain. When do you receive God's grace in vain? When there is no change in my life. When I'm not delightfully serving God. God's grace is given so that we can change, we can serve Him, we can be a witness for Him, and we can, you know, bring glory to the Father, we can prove to be Jesus' disciples. So when all these things are not happening, I have received God's grace in vain. Very dangerous. Let's go to one more verse seen in Jude chapter 1 verse 4. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of God into a license for immorality. Now, when you read the scripture, it says they are ungodly people. You immediately think it doesn't mean believers and it is talking about the unbelievers. But do you know of any unbeliever who understands the grace of God or who is experiencing the grace of God? God is calling those believers ungodly people who pervert the grace of God into a license for living immoral, sinful lives. It's really scary because today we are living in a day and age where, you know, if you walk into a church and you ask somebody, are you born again? You will have 99% of the congregation raise their hands up and say yes. But if you would closely look into their lives, they still continue to do all the things that God hates. They don't obey the scriptures. 
they do as they please. They all have maybe said the sinner's prayer and they think that they are, you know, having their names written in the book of life. Instead, God is saying, you are perverting the grace of God and using it as a license for immoral living. So we have seen three phrases here. Falling short of the grace of God, receiving God's grace in vain, and using the grace of God as a license for immorality and sin. Let us not make this big error of thinking that grace expects nothing out of us. His grace is costly. It's precious. And when we do nothing, we actually take it very lightly. If you believe that the grace of God is the most precious thing you have, you will cherish it. You will look for ways to take care of it. And you will look for opportunities to live for the giver of that grace. It will be such a precious thing for you. So do you treat the grace of God lightly? Or do you live to honor this God of grace. Shalom.